And bienvenidos, listeners, and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I, Brian Ernst, will be your host for today's festivities. And in the den today are recently released felons Mitch Brinkman and Nathan Henenfent. Today these, today, these law dodgers will attempt to reveal and defend their top five ways to annoy their siblings. Our first contestant taught me where babies come from. They're planted in Warren County until they can be shucked by Uncle Frank. He's made of 90% kernel, everyone. It's Nathan Henenfent. How are Hello. you? Oh, great. Thank you. That's, that, this is a true and hilarious story that you didn't know about. But my Uncle Frank, his nickname in high school, because he was six foot seven, was the stork. <laughs> oh, see? I mean, I just, I'm just oozing this stuff from you. It just comes over the mic. I feel it. It's great. And his challenger, a brother in his own right, known to have done something truly sinister in a previous life because how else do we get gingers? It's Mitch Brinkman. How are you? <laughs> Here to keep the evil rolling because I love to annoy the shit out of my brother. So uh, you're going to hear all about it. But I will say I've been inspired by truly terrible siblings in my past as well. So um, I actually uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bonus material today. So watch out for that teaser to the re- to the reader to the reader. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> teaser to the reader. I'm, I'm busy, if if you hear the, the clacking, it's me transcribing this. I'm typing yeah. it out as we <laughs> you could have the text version on the website. Little known Uber Zinko fact, more people read our show than listen to it. (laughs) Moving on. If you want to get blown to the moon, head on over to bizbear.biz to submit your suggestions and questions for upcoming shows. And if you're new to the den, welcome. And let us wake you up with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Stare Down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as a reminder, don't forget to stick with us until the end of the show, where I, Brian Ernst, will give you my fast five send-off, where I'll rattle off the definitive list of the top five worst ways to waste a three-day weekend. Man, alliteration. And finally, as host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule for today's game. Bonus points to anyone who uses the grammatically accurate my sibling and I. Points may be removed for me and my sibling, so Buck up, nerds. All right. Mitch, you won the pre-show pantsing of a random stranger, revealing that guy you suspected of wearing ACDC pajama pants under his jeans was, in fact, accurate. So you <laughs> shall go first. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. We don't want – not too much. We don't want to pay for it. My number five is a great one, and uh, it's at, not actually something I did, but something done to me that annoyed the crap out of me as a young young man. Um and that is uh, drawing fart clouds um, and other accoutrements onto onto your sibling's favorite magazines or newspaper pages. That's right. I read the newspaper every day as a kid. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a very late 80s, early 90s thing. I don't think this is going to be around for much longer. Yes. The, the, the Brinkman family loved the daily paper. We always got it. I was the sports guy. Sports page was always left for me. Sports guy. And on on those big sporting days, uh, the the you know the one win that the Timberwolves got every full moon because uh, that's when we turned <laughs> into wolves. Um, <laughs> Garnett would be on the front page, and then I you know I'd go to take a to take a, a, a potty and come back, and then Andy's drawn a fart cloud off the side of Kevin Garnett. And maybe he's drawn in like one of his teeth. So it looks like he's missing tooth or two. He gives him a black eye. Maybe he's smoking like a little cigarette or something. Or maybe he gives him a dumb little hat. And it just pissed me off to no end. Cause like you should have respect for a, a Minnesota's first sportsman, you know, Kevin Garnett, he's the Prince of Minnesota. Um, give him the due respect. Do not drop fart clouds on him. He does not flatulate. He is a finely tuned machine. Um, that led us to uh, almost mediocre sports glory once or twice. Um, 
<laughs> or even the worst part is not even a daily rag, but maybe your favorite slam magazine or maybe your GQ that Oof. comes to the house or the old ESPN, the magazine, the big format one. I'm flipping through those and maybe I get to an article about uh, how Peyton Manning can't wait for his younger brother to get to the NFL. Yes, I'm that old. Um, and uh, <laughs> Brian, you didn't laugh at that Peyton Manning is older than Eli Manning joke. Okay, never mind. I'll keep going. Uh, <laughs> Sports ball. Uh, yep. Uh, but then there, another another one of my brother's tricks, he'd draw a shadow on their crotch area of their pants that made it look like they'd wet their pants, um, <laughs> which is also hilarious. Um, maybe if he had his, his colored markers or his pens, he'd draw like, you know, uh, scars or bleeding wounds on them too. So I would often find my, my reading materials, uh, specifically sports materials, uh, defaced uh, by my now professional artist brother. So, you know, uh, there's a give and a take to this. So maybe that all led to uh, his current success. I don't want to think so because it also uh, <laughs> led to a lot of sadness for me, but that's it for my number five. Thank you. Slam very much. magazines, th- those were precious material to me. I would have been outraged if somebody had had drawn uh, pea stains on Scotty Pippen's crotch on my Slam magazines. Those were, I reread those over and over again when we oh, didn't yeah. have endless content on the internet. Yeah. Until oh, this very what? moment, I thought Slam Magazine was a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> he would go under my mattress, pull him out, deface him. <laughs> um, but no, I, I actually just found uh, my 50th anniversary of, uh, what was it? Um, or it, it was the 50th issue of Slam with Michael Jordan on the front. Um, so actually, Nathan, I, I have an old Michael Jordan poster in one of those Slam magazines. Uh, might be coming your way. Who knows? We'll see. So Nice. Yeah. He's just so excited. <laughs> I know. I legitimately would like that. That would be a very nice thing. That's such a nice thing. Wow. I just I, I just rediscovered my cachet of them. I have like 45 of them now in my apartment here. So, Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Total blast from the past. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of fun to look at. No one cares about Slam Magazine except for me and Nathan. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, please <laughs> move on for me. Move on for me. I, you know, I'm, I'm annoying myself. My God. Maybe after today, it'll go back into publication. You never know. All right. Uh, unless it's still being published and I don't know. It is still being published. Yeah. It is oh, my Lanza. Yeah. Well, you're mm-hmm. saving it. Maybe some subscriptions will go up. Yeah. All right, Nathan, what do you have for your number five? Uh, number five is never <laughs> let the one silly moment go. Just beat oh. it to death forever. Uh, so my cousin Andrew, my sister Laurel and I were, as we often did, spending a weekend at our grandparents' house. And it was the week after Laurel's birthday. Keep that in mind. This was after okay. Laurel's birthday. Got it. And we were up in one of the upstairs bedrooms that was designated as our, like, the grandkids playroom it had the uh the classic papa shot basketball game mm, uh oh what? we got lots of hours wow. out of that yeah oh my and, god and uh but that was that was where we were hanging out and we were playing something and andrew and i started to get in get into a, an argument and it, it really escalated escalated and i don't know if we, we we came to blows but we were as mad at each other as we ever got as we were kids <laughs> and laurel laurel yelled out like she started crying and yelled out, stop, you're ruining my birthday. <laughs> and it, 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 it wasn't a tactic to, to get us to stop arguing that like, uh, but it would have been a genius one because Andrew and I immediately started laughing at her and making fun of her for it not being her birthday. <laughs> so, so it united us uh, <laughs> against her. But we we kept making fun of her about this. Like ne- then every year we get to use this. We get to ask if we're ruining her birthday or warn people not to ruin her birthday. And yeah. so it's at least a once a year thing, and often more. Um, I brought it up on. I used it when I was the best man at Andrew's wedding. I definitely threw that story in there. So I've gotten a lot of mileage out of it. And then uh, once I got my own podcast, I mentioned it on there. So it's just not going away, <laughs> Laurel. I'm sorry, but you're never going to live that one down. This when is, is like Laurel's her sa- birthday? Uh, in February. In February. Oh, okay. Man. This yeah. is like her Sally Field moment. You like me. You really like me. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to use it forever. <laughs> is, is, is Laurel the kind of sister where it's like two and a half weeks after her birthday, which is sometime in February? Um uh, where she'll be like, let's go to Chili's for dinner. And then you go and she's like, it's my birthday. I'm not paying. And you're like, God damn it, Laurel. Take <laughs> out your wallet. Wow. Split, 
No, she's she's not a birthday month type. She's uh, okay. Okay. This this Good. was a phase she grew out of after age eight or whatever the case was. I don't remember specifically how old we were when this happened, but pretty young. Is well. uh is Valentine's Day the worst day to have a birthday in February? I think it is, right? I have I'm, a cousin who's born on Valentine's Day. I've never actually asked her that, but I should. Because everyone gets a treat, you know. It's like you're not. Or you're or not maybe it's like or maybe it's. Maybe, you know, everybody's going to get you a birthday present, so you're never going to have a disappointing Valentine's Day like oh, so many go. of us have oh. had so many of. Yeah. Look at the upside. There I think the best day to be born in February is the 29th, like Jerry Gergich. So you're only uh, <laughs> you celebrate your sweet 16 when you're in your 50s or your 60s. Um, <laughs> all right. For this number five, you're both getting three points because I love fart clouds and I love... Uh, uh, people uniting against other family members <laughs> while playing pop shots basketball. <laughs> um, um, I, I, was, I was say also just to plug uh, about ten days after this episode comes out, uh, my my brother's show Chicago Party Out will be out on Netflix. That. So everybody check that out. Um, Andy Brinkman, uh, your annoying ass fucking shit paid off. I guess you little prick. So. So congratulations, Andy. <laughs> yeah, good. I love you. Hey, great for you. Okay, good. Let's all keep right. going. We all love Andy. Moving back to Mitch. You got a number four <laughs> you need to lay on me. So yeah. lay it, brah. So my number four, I should say too, I only have one sibling, much like Nathan. Mine's an older brother. His is an older sister. So, um, you know. The, we got the babies might, on the show today. Yes. Uh, these might be through um, tortured younger sibling uh, colored glasses, if you will. But uh, my number four is a classic one. You can do this with your friends too because I feel like friends you're so close to, sometimes they feel like a sibling anyway and you can fight like siblings there. And this is the the ineffective shotgun. You guys are all leaving. You're leaving JCPenney uh, you know, with, <laughs> with, 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 uh, with one mom. Someone yells shotgun when you're about 30 yards from the car because the rule is when you, once you can see the car, you can call a shotgun, right? That's a classic rule. Everyone that's knows the rule. that. Yep. That is the okay, rule. That's the rule. So you call shotgun. And then you immediately call shotgun, and then your brother starts running. He gets there ahead of you, and he gets his slams his long haired, uh, you know, a uh, big sweaty body into the into the door. Gets his body in there, and then as a younger sibling, there's no way you're gonna pull him out of the front seat. Like once that lump is in there, you can't unstick that lump, <laughs> and. And of course, mom or dad isn't going to be like, we have to figure this out. This is a very important issue. Let's get to the bottom of this. No, they're going to be like, it's a 10-minute fucking car ride, you dips. Just get in. <laughs> We're going to be home soon where you can have your own room to go to or whatever. And so this always pissed me off because my brother would do this. Not because like, he actually preferred the front seat. It's just always – you just always got to grind, grind someone else's gears, you know. And he was so good at this. Um and it always pissed me off. Or I'd call shotgun, then he'd take it, and he'd say, well, you couldn't actually see it because you were too short. You couldn't see over that car or something like that. And then, of course, as a younger sibling, that that sets you off too. And uh, I am I was a competitive kid, so I was always ready to fight, you know. Um, but just just not enough, you know. It was like I'd, we'd fight, I'd get hurt, then I'd, you know, cry and tell on him. So uh, that was my move. <laughs> but uh, pretty cool, right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'd fight and hurt, and I'd tell on him. Man, you look so cool in this story, Mitch. <laughs> What, so, what is yeah. the what is the allure of the front seat when you're a kid? I don't know. It, it's just more. It's just literally you will die more easily in a car crash. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I, that I is the honest truth. You you can touch the radio. You can control the AC more, um, or you can control the AC. Uh, yeah. you're, you you feel like co-pilot, I guess. You, you're like um, the Chewbacca in the the scenario. Yeah, yeah. It, what it, kind it, of car it, are we talking about here? What was the childhood car that you would fight to get in the shotgun of? Uh, it was a, uh, Mercury, uh, villager, like a dark forest green. And after that, it was a Dodge caravan. Forest so we're green. talking minivans where like, yeah. there's actually more room to spread out in the back. Yes. Yeah. It made, it makes no sense ever. Rare, I know. What is it about? I mean, I, I, as an adult now, I want the back seat of a minivan. Like that's what I fight for. Yeah. But as a kid, that front seat had a lure to it and I don't understand why. My my yeah. sister and I rode all the way to Disney World in a purple, I think it was a Plymouth Voyager or something. And we we sat in the like the middle Man. seat and it was just it wasn't bucket seats. It was like the smaller little sofa like seat. 
Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. That was that. The tension was high. Uh, that was <laughs> that was a long time to be sitting that close to each other. But I do remember we were There's really excited. Don't cross my line. <laughs> yeah, the elbow oh, yeah. rooms was terrible. Oh god, share. the elbow fights! Yeah. I had so many elbow fights on the way yeah. to Yellowstone. Oh god. This, this is how old I am. Is I remember us being excited about the one technological advance was there was a little uh, little digital display at the top and it would display in real time your miles per gallon that you were getting. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And it would tell you what direction you were going. And that was it. And it, yep. it was like two, it was like an old clock radio looking thing. Yep. And how did you guys turn that into a fight? That's what I want to know. I'm sure we found a way. <laughs> One of my oh. best friends, Morgan, his dad's uh, the the one sliding door on his Astrovan, uh, the handle was broken. So literally, everyone had to do shotgun. You had to climb in through the front seat and then through the middle <laughs> oh. of the van to get to the back, and then to get out, you had to crawl back through the middle. And that door was broken for like seven or eight years. And like you know, us as friends rode in there too, so we're all climbing in through the front seat, climbing out through the front seat. And then his dad finally got it fixed, and the part was like nine dollars. And finally got it fixed. <laughs> for and then the door years. was back. For six years, people climbed in and out. Yeah. I mean, people don't realize nowadays, minivans only used to have one side door. It was I a know. luxury to have the two side doors. Yeah. And I know this because our powder blue Dodge Caravan side door fell off in my hands in the parking lot of the Westchester <laughs> Public Library. <laughs> I remember this. And we called somebody to help us get it wedged in. And then I had to sit in the back seat and hold it so it wouldn't fall <laughs> off on the ride home. So there we go. Thank you for making me remember that story. We got to go back to Nathan now. Nathan, York number four, please. Uh, this is getting a, a disgusting running joke going. And I may have this this trick may have been pulled off on my mother more than it was on my sister. But I remember it happened in my my sister's bedroom was where I always pulled this off because it was on the the first floor next to the kitchen. And we had a cocker spaniel who uh, my parents had before either of us were born. So by the time we were kids, she was getting pretty old. She was losing some uh, control of her uh, her digestive system. And my mom, uh, I would ask for my mom to make brownies a lot. You might see where this is going. And so a little brownie you love rolled brownies. up you love yeah that's it. rolled that's up in your hands with mm. you know like that yeah turns out to be <laughs> just about the right size and <laughs> of and coloration of, of of an accident and so i would put those in the spaniel duke yeah. is the phrase you're looking for yep, continue put them in the middle of my my sister's room and then that my Ooh. sister would be like, ah, and, but then it was, it was more effective on my mom because she was getting so frustrated with her. And that I would be like, <laughs> what's the problem? I would come in and be like, ah, and then of course I would go grab it, pick it up and take a bite. And I had to be very <laughs> careful about this, that a real accident didn't occur while I was setting the trap. Cause that, that would have backfired entirely, Karma. but I did avoid that. That would have been great. <laughs> So you're Bill Murray, baby Ruthen throughout the house. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pulling tricks on the ladies of the house. Man, nice work. I'm, I'm honestly a little bummed you never pulled something like this on me when we lived together in the Ranch Triangle neighborhood. We didn't have a dog. Yeah, but maybe you pretend like you lost control of your bowels or something like that. And you just, and you just, you just pooped in the middle of the living room or something. I'm, I'm or, upset you would have found that so plausible. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you guys are both getting two points for this round. Mitch, you got to realize as you get older, the backseat's just so much better. And Nathan... You didn't shit on the floor as an adult, so I can't give you three points. <laughs> it's only fair. It's only fair. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. All right, uh, Mitch, I'm sorry you never got to see adult fake dookie, but you need to give us your number three. Absolutely. Uh, mine's another uh, scatological one here. My number three is um, <laughs> if you really want to annoy your sibling, and this is just like not just momentary, but this is something that they have to deal with as well. Um, and it won't be necessarily a short time to deal with it is, um, you just, you pee on them when you're sleeping. Um, <laughs> what? when I was a young kid, I had a terrible bedwetting problem. And when I was very young, my brother and I shared uh, a bed. And so 
he would he'd be sleeping next to me and like you know sometimes i just wet the bed and he would and he would be collateral damage you know um or maybe maybe we're on a camping trip and we're sharing the same air mattress collateral damage again you know what i'm sorry but there are bears out there and i'm too scared to get up and go out in the dark of night and uh, empty my bladder. I'm very sorry. Maybe we're at Grandma's Why house. camping is bad. Don't, okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. It can be magical. Uh, you know, when you're older and you know that there aren't bears everywhere. But when you're young, it's just a whole team of bears waiting to eat you behind every tree. I am a grown ass adult and I think bears are everywhere. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Some of us, it doesn't go away, Mitch. <laughs> Might I recommend a Chicago Park District bear education course? They've got great offerings um, coming up here in fall. Um, but so, <laughs> but but then lastly, or uh, maybe you're at Grandma's house again. Uh, Grandma was spoiling you. She let you have all the soda you wanted with the popcorn and the and the cakes and the cookies and the snacks that when you were watching Walker Texas Ranger before you went to bed, you know. And so your bladder's full and and you just got to let it go because again, you got to get up out of bed walk all the way downstairs to the bathroom um, and uh, you're just lazy or you're just in a deep, deep dream um, where maybe you're, this is true, dreaming about running around the neighborhood with um, the people from the uh, folks from Sesame Street and you're all peeing on a house together. That, that, that actually happened once and then I woke up uh, <laughs> to a thoroughly soaked bed. So um, that's, that's my number three. It's, uh, it's intense. Um, it's visceral. Uh, but sh- it sure as hell does annoy the crap out of your older brother uh, when he wakes up uh, in your urine. So thank you very much. <laughs> I have a follow up. Yep. What happens now yep. when you pee in your dreams? Um, I I wake up and I go, whew, I got to go to the bathroom. And I get up and I go to the bathroom. <laughs> Do, uh, d- d- Nathan, does this happen to you? If you are peeing in your dream, you know you need to get up. Oh, yeah, this absolutely. Happen- for sure. Yeah. It's driving me nuts. And it's like, it's getting like more frequent as I get older now too. It's just like, yeah, you really got to get up. You sack of shit and go walk 10 feet and go piss. Well, there's always that moment of horror when you're coming out of sleep. You're in between the two uh, states of being and you're like, you know, I don't know. This is, did I do it? Have I held it? You just don't know. There's a few seconds, and then you gotta you gotta reach down and, and do an, uh, a self pat down to see. <laughs> check. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't hit too hard. You might hit something else. Yes, uh, Brian, are, are, are your dreams ever where like you are like a leaking bag of ice at like at, at near the end of a barbecue and you're like, oh, what does this mean? What's going on here? Like you're worried the bag's about to break open. All that extra water is going to come out. <laughs> it's not, not not quite that bad. Okay. But I okay. do That's try. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have before looked up dream interpretations when I've woken up just because most of them are deeply religious and really, really funny. <laughs> they, just, they have to apply meaning to everything. So I try and, yeah, I just type in whatever the most specific thing I had in my dream. And of course, there's an entire dream interpretation for that. And I'm sure. like, there's no way other people are having that dream that specific about me walking into the Academy Awards, holding a peacock and blah, 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 whatever it is. There's no way everybody's that specific. But of course, well, that means Jesus is right around the corner. You never know. Oh, I had a dream that I literally last night, I had a dream that I met uh, Chicago Bulls starting center, Luke Longley, native of Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we I mean, he was really one. he was really excited to hang out with me. It was it was like wow. specific. He was like we were gonna go to a bar and hang As out. As he should be. Dirt. As yeah. he should be. My um, my terrifying dream when I was oh sorry. Go ahead, Mitch. Go no, I was going to say, you're no. welcome, because we developed him as a player at the Timberwolves, and then we gave him to you guys to win a championship, so you're welcome. That's true. Yep. Yep. Farmed out. Farmed out the Longley. Mm-hmm. No, my dream when I was your age, Mitch, was that I would walk into a cave, and then a full life-size Jafar from Aladdin would show up with a swashbuckling sword for absolutely Ooh. no reason. It would either be Jafar or Captain Hook, and it would just scare the hell out of me, and that was a recurring dream when I was like four or five. Oh so thanks, Disney. And then as I got an adult, there was teeth falling out. And luckily that stopped because that was a horrible, horrible recurring dream. Yeah, that sounds really, really terrifying. My, mine was always uh, the guy from Home Alone mixed with put rotten teeth and then like Billy Idol's hair, but then make him 95 and he'd crawl, crawl up the side of my house and come and 
kidnap me. So, Jesus. and that's kind of what Jafar yeah. looks like when he's in the cave in the basement of a, a, a when Aladdin's oh, yeah. captured. It's yeah. what it kind of looks like all gangly and creepy. So, yeah, Ugh, that movie was Ugh. terrifying. Nathan, take us out of this. Yeah. <laughs> my my number three is uh, what I'm calling the spite watch. <gasps> yes, that's right, folks. It's time for a stare down. All right, uh, Mitch, I believe this goes up against your number one. What did you have for your number one? That is that is absolutely true. My number one um, is you. This is like sacrificing sleep to get up or to to get up early or to stay up late to watch whatever's on to prevent your sibling from getting at the TV. So another piece of spite. Yeah. But Nathan, you were first. So please tell us how you were spiteful. I'm thinking of one very specific incident, which I'm not even sure my sister would remember. But I'm sure we had a lot of these things because we had the one TV. My sister and I did love to watch a lot of TV when we were kids, probably more than we should have. My mom did her best to try and keep us away, but we were pretty resilient. (laughs) Uh, So there was one. The one incident I remember was we were both homesick. And I woke up that morning and I don't know Mm. why I was frustrated with her from the day before or maybe something happened at breakfast. But I was just I was in a mood. I was ready to put up a fight. And my mom had The Price is Right on TV in the living room <gasps> after we finished up breakfast. She. And I was, I, I I came in and was watching it. And then my I was watching it with her. And my sister came in and she wanted to switch over to watch Legends of the Hidden Temple on Nickelodeon. Good choice. And I was like, no, I was watching this. I am heavily invested in the prices right now. I got to get to the showcase showdown. But the thing is, I hate the prices right. I don't like that show. And I didn't like it at the time. And I was just ready to die on this hill. I was going to sit through some games of Plinko. I was going to see some advertisements for a coffee maker, knowing full well I would never have a drop of coffee in my entire life. And I remember just sitting there being like, oh, I can't. I can't let her win. But... I really wonder what Omec is making the blue barracudas do right now. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> and so finally, finally, I relented and we we switched over to to the much superior uh, for eight year olds, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Which, by the way, looking back on it, that show like totally, totally racist it, portrayals of uh, ancient civilizations, probably right. I, mean, oh, I haven't seen an episode it. in years. So is Indiana Jones, but we don't care. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. Just <laughs> well. just bury down what happened in the past and never revisit it. That's how we move forward. Yeah. All right. Well, I did I did love Legends of the Hidden Temple, and and my sister won that battle. But I I tried I tried to sit through a whole episode of The Price Is Right, but I just couldn't do it. Uh, uh, well. Kudos for you for trying. <laughs> that is a bad hill to try and die on. Yeah. Mitch, you got, you got some work here uh, to try and defend something better than The Price is Right. What would you try to watch uh, to keep um, your brother from watching? Well, I would play video games would be one thing uh, to, to keep him off the TV. Uh, or I would What do, system? What game? What are you playing at this time in your life? Uh, this would have been PlayStation 2. NCAA football 99 um, just hours and hours and hours of running the same four plays. Maybe just this is how I know you were cooler than me. I was playing an N64 still at this time and I was playing NHL blades of steel 99. So I didn't even have a PS2 yet. So wow. Well, we had that as well. Real great up north. Well, we had N64, we had Sega, we had, you know, uh, PS2, P, uh, regular PlayStation. We had it all. But um, Rub it in. Right, right, yeah, it was great. Um, but um, or or I would just watch SportsCenter over and over and over and over again. Back in those <laughs> days, ESPN, they didn't have all these talking head shows. They just played SportsCenter from 7 a.m. to noon. That's all they played, just five reruns of SportsCenter. And I could rewatch that thing all day long just to piss my brother off. But then when he'd get wise, he'd wake up early and get to the TV first and then pr- and then watch from seven to noon. But he would watch anything like he, he didn't have any set show. He would maybe he'd do a little MTV, 
Maybe he put on the prices right, which I was fine with because I enjoyed the prices right. Um, I, I love nothing more than to watch leathery old Bob Barker with his, with his little microphone talk about Origel and, and uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, Lipton iced tea. You know, is it two ninety nine? Or three ninety nine, then they'd be like, I don't know, I don't know. Let's talk, let's talk to the crowd, and then you know, three ninety nine, and then you know, whatever. Yeah, but um, such a silly, silly, silly show. But yeah, endlessly, endlessly enjoyable. Um, always wanted to go on one of those big vacations where you go to to London, England, and then you know, like in the small print, it's like two days, three nights, and you're staying at a hotel that's like 40 minutes from city center probably. And, and people uh, don't but, don't take the prizes on those usually because you have to pay yeah. taxes on them. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the stuff, yeah, just, just goes ungifted or because they're people who are obsessed with the prices right, getting a, a brand new uh, Broyhill dining set ruins their, their financial standing because the taxes are so high they can't afford it. Um, <laughs> oh, but uh but yeah, so so my brother was just he was magnificent at it though because he'd be he'd flip to the channels and be like, "Oh my god. I love like today Chicago here in WGN." You're like, "I'm going to watch this this local Chicago show as we're sitting here in Minnesota." <laughs> no, I want to know about Chicago. Absolutely I do. And I'd be like, "You don't care about Chicago. You freaking fat piece of shit." And he'd be like, "Uh, I've got the remote. Thank you very much." And then, you know, he'd just keep watching and watching. Um, and I, I can't remember all the good morning shows, uh, from those days. Cause there weren't like daily cartoons necessarily, but, um, man, he, this would just piss me off. And then right at noon or at like 1150, he'd go, all right, I'm done. And then toss me the remote knowing full well, everything I wanted to see on sports center was over. Um, and you know what I just read about it in the sports pages, like I, you know, whatever. So Andy, he knows exactly what he was doing and he was just a snake. He was just a freaking snake. So <laughs> he was just a snake. Oh God. Oh, uh, well, one more move. He would play video games on yes. Friday nights. We, we'd rent video games. He'd play right up until the pizza was served. And then he'd be like, okay, you can play. And then my mom would be like, it's dinner time. Let's go. After I, I had like a minute on the sticks. That also used to piss me off royally. A minute uh, on the stick. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why this made me think of it. With both of you guys talking about prices right, a long time ago, Bill Gates was on Ellen and they had him guess the price of things from the supermarket. This billionaire hasn't been to a supermarket in God knows how long. Yeah. And I think he guessed a gallon of milk was six dollars. And thought that was affordable. <laughs> then they asked him how much laundry detergent was, a whole thing of Tide Pods. He's like, I don't know, like four bucks? When clearly everyone knows laundry detergent costs like $20. It's way expensive. <laughs> and then they put out a whole bag of like Totino's pizza rolls from the frozen food section. Like, what do you think that costs? He's like, ow, like $22? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> They're pizza rolls, man. It's it's nine bucks. What, what? You have no idea what anything costs, you piece of shit. Oh, my uh, God. So for making me think of that, uh, bonus points all around. But, uh, <laughs> You talked about Sports Center a lot. Yes. And Legends it's great. of the Hidden No, it ain't. Oh, and oh. Legends of the Hidden Temple is pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, this is a tough one for me because I like the idea of you saying that you didn't get any time on the sticks. It's such a cool phrase. Right? But but and my brother would put in like we would spend hours, like four hours, not enjoying ourselves. Just to piss off your brother. Like, that is true dedication to annoying the fuck out of your sibling. Like, you ruined your own morning. Like, everyone's in a bad mood for the rest of the day. But you're not the only one. They're in a worse mood. That's the whole point of it. You're making a solid point. But putting myself as my sibling to both of you. If I'm being forced to watch Sports Center or Price is Right... I'm choosing prices right. Nathan, you are the winner of the stare down. <laughs> you are getting three uh, to Mitchell's zero and back up to Mitch to score your number three. Um, you just pissed. You didn't yeah. even do this. You just pissed all over the bed. So you're just getting one point because all you did is piss. 
I can't award more points than just piss in the bed. What That's if I I could have gotten up, but I decided not to. Therefore, it's more depraved and disgusting that I just laid there. And- that would be great. But you have already talked on the show about your bedwetting problem. And I know it was out of your control. So this is just a happenstance that you were able to annoy him. Not by your own doing. Luckily, you have a chance to defend yourself now. Going right into your number two. Yeah. Oh, my number two. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. no, I like I I I gotta I gotta treat this like a clear, number one. Yeah, clear ahead, clear, clear ahead of all the points gotta, you just lost, and okay. and really try and sell it now. So again, like this is another thing that my that I think my brother did. I, clearly, I was a very good sibling, and my brother was really the jerk. I think is kind of what the theme is today. It seems like. Uh, and c- because my number two is you fake a terrible habit to then have something to overcome and, and beat, if you will. And then your parents promise a prize for overcoming your stupid calamity. So something, <laughs> something that long comes to con. mind. Long con. Here we go. Yeah. True. True long con. I love a long uh, con. Some, something yeah. that comes to mind is like sucking your thumb. Andy one day decided, oh, I'm going to suck my thumb. Um, probably cause there was, you know, he probably doesn't wash his hands enough. So there's probably like leftover, like peanut butter salt. and fruit roll up and salt and <laughs> shit on or whatever gross ass dude. Um, but so all of a sudden one day, one day he figures out, oh, maybe I don't, don't need to shove my thumb in my throat anymore. And parents go, wow, you're such an adult big boy. We're going to get you a Sega Genesis. And I, it blew my mind. I was like, how is this a... Uh, honestly, mom and dad, one of the worst moves ever as as parents. Like that's a simple thing you just beat and you say, "Hey, you don't have red marks on your thumb anymore, you little dolt. Go back to school." You know what I got when I finally stopped wetting the bed? My life back. Nothing. Else, okay, I just got a little more confidence, and that was it. I didn't get a PlayStation. I didn't get a pony. I didn't get a new Kevin Garnett jersey. I didn't get a cowboy cut steak hot and sizzling on my plate. I got nothing. All I got to do was just not have to wash my bed again every morning. So you didn't even get fresh linens. No, well, I may well, have got some new linens. I may have got some new linens. You're right. All right. All right. Uh, all right. That's fair. But the but but the rubber sheet below didn't come off right away. But okay. But smart. Back, smart. Back to the back to the it's faking still there. of bad habits. You know? <laughs> hey hey hey. Uh, you know, chewing your nails could be one, you know, um, picking your nose too much could be one. Um, uh, what else? Uh, picking your butt could be one. You know, I feel like kids like to do that. Um, Using scratching. Slam magazine in public. Yeah, all these things <laughs> that you just got to get rid of. <laughs> but yeah, and, and then your parents are like, oh, wow, good job. Uh you know, Fandy or Aunt whatever stupid Andy. Oh, you stopped. Oh, you stopped farting as much. Like here, have a have a brand new baseball bat and yeah, have a brand new set <laughs> paintbrushes. And it just it just pissed me off to no end. And I couldn't believe it because I could tell my brother he like would smile at me, like wink, be like, Haha, you know, and just play it up, you know, and just oh, again. He was a freaking snake. He was a freaking snake in <laughs> soft white skin. So, oh, Mitch, our time is up. Uh, I don't hold any hour. grudges. I don't hold any grudges whatsoever. We'll see you back on the couch next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Nathan, take us away with your number two. <laughs> uh, mine is mine is setting them up to get into trouble, provoking them into violence. Um, oh, wow! Here we go. I, 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 I may have told this one many uh, several episodes back, but it's just this is what I'm so proud of. It was one of my long cons. It was just over the course of a day where I just decided today was the day Laurel was getting in trouble because Laurel was an exceptionally well-behaved child, but I was, I had to throw her for one. Like I had been getting in trouble a lot in the, in the week leading up to this. And I thought, you know, it was time to, to turn the tables. Like one of my parents had, had said like, you need to follow your sister's example. And I was like, Oh, well I'll have her set an example. And so I had, I had, I had done a few, a few things that, I started small. Like one thing she hated was when I would go in and rearrange things in her room because oh, she it just dr- drove, oh, her, drove her insane. And so I would just, I kept doing it like throughout the day and it was just irking her more and more. And then I, every little moment I could get into an argument with her, I, I would do so. Eventually I, I 
I hate to admit it, but I throw my hands up. I think I did resort to, to physical uh, aggression at some point. But I, I had recently, oh, I had recently no. got, I had recently got a camera, one of those, yeah. you know, with, with film that you could take <gasps> 24 pictures. So the pressure's really on to get this right. But <laughs> I finally got her so mad. She had a notebook in her hand and she started chasing me around the house and she was going to hit me with this notebook. And I ran, I ran into to oh her bedroom in the downstairs and in one of the great athletic moves of my entire career, I, I dove Superman style onto the bed, turned in midair, got the camera up, and I only had the one shot to get it right, and then snap. <laughs> and then she hit me and got in trouble. And I had this, and I couldn't wait. I went outside immediately and just started taking pictures of random whatever. <laughs> So next time my mom was heading to the pharmacy, she would develop the film. So we got all the way, all the way to the end. The film comes back. First picture off the press is just perfect. My sister's right in the center of the frame with her teeth bared like a, like a wild rabid dog. And this notebook raised over her arm, just ready to come down. I still have the picture somewhere. And then it was just 23 pictures of like just garbage. Like, oh, here's a picture of a bucket that's tipped over <laughs> and those those all went straight to the trash <laughs> i i love i love this so much um i'm, I'm gonna i guess- did too but you only found a bucket <laughs> i i was just trying to get through the i was just trying to get to the end of the roll it was i kudos man <laughs> i needed to see that this was as close to you know as like turnaround that we have now is like oh you can instantly see it i was like i need this back as quickly as possible 24 hour photo in those days was a big deal fair oh yeah what was you and your sister i'm guessing were exact opposites and that she was incredibly organized with her room and you were not is that true that is 100 percent true okay (laughs) and and (laughs) still is Would she ever annoy you and she'd go in and organize your room and you'd be like, no, I know where things oh. are. <laughs> I wish I wish she would have. I, that would have been amazing. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, also, did you did you take any selfies on that on that roll of film? Do you think you took like your first selfie ever? I, I don't think so. I think the, oh. the concept of selfie was completely foreign to me. I don't even know if it had been invented yet. Oh, that's true. It is true. I mean, the words the word like, st- certainly didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. There were also like twenty-four to thirty-five millimeter lenses in there, so even at an arm's length, it was an extreme close-up yeah. <laughs> at that point. I remember getting all of the uh, disposable cameras developed for my eighth-grade trip to Washington D.C. But it was on the bus that we discovered that if you just hit the camera hard enough on your hand, it just triggers the flash. So if you just whack it on your hand, it would just, and so everybody in the back of the bus is just flashing everybody, <laughs> but the lame way. But when you got it developed, you realize that when you were hitting that, sometimes it knocked the shutter open too. And you got these weird double exposures. So I remember getting these all developed and I had this picture of the Hope Diamond that also had a shadow of like my friend Kevin, like from the back of the bus. <laughs> so it's like some of these photos I'm showing my parents, like, look, I saw this thing. It's just weird shadows of my friends <laughs> just laid on top of this. Man, the 90s are awesome. All right. Uh, oh, crap. So uh, I got to score this, don't I? Uh, I think I'm going to give three points all around. One, the fact that you got evidence, Nathan, of your shot. And two, that Mitch. There's long cons in here. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So that's three yeah. points all around. But Mitch, you unfortunately lost the stare down for your number one. So we have to yeah. return to Nathan for his number one. Uh, best way to annoy your sibling. What do you have for us, sir? It's the ultimate one. It is be younger than them. Be the baby <laughs> in the family. It helps. It, it, it helps. is just the gift that keeps on giving. You are yep. at the beginning. You are the favorite. And you, you're seen as being uh, needing more affection and attention and adoration. And you get to my sister uh, did sort of consider herself my third parent, which was annoying. She would she thought she could order me around from time to time and tell me what was what. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we haven't that, established the age difference. How many years age difference? Uh, she is uh, three years older than me. Three years. OK, uh, well, Got like it. two and a half. 
uh, which, you know, a half a year is a big difference when you're like, when you're just for the nine. audience to know on this, how old she is bossing you around. Yeah. So got about, yeah. about two and a half to three years. Yeah. All right. And, uh, so, uh, uh, that aside, uh, you can always, you know, throughout your life, you can always make jokes about how she's my much, much older sister, even though it is a small gap now, that, <laughs> but, oh, she's, you know, my old sister. I also mentioned that in my best man speech at Andrew's wedding. Um, the, you also, the, the, as you get older, that sort of uh, third parent mentality starts to become really valuable. It's you have a, an older sister who's protective of you. And these dynamics don't change well into adulthood. My parents still see me as the baby of the family. And my sister still feels the need to look after me, which was pretty amazing. And then it's going to pay off even more because my parents will always see my sister as the uh, more responsible and mature one. So when it comes time for them to be more needy is, is their golden years approach. There's, there's a saying I, I have, I like to repeat this over and over is she's a I lawyer. Will, well, yeah, I will, I will never like my parents will never have to go to the nursing home because they will always have a room at Laurel's house. And <laughs> if, if they could take their pick, they would absolutely choose Laurel for many reasons. But uh, I, I get to ride. I get to ride this thing out to the end of our days. Uh, Laurel has to be responsible for everything. She's always had to be the more responsible one. Uh, and she's getting old. She's getting up there. She's, you know, I'm still <laughs> in the prime of my life. And she's, you know, she got on the other side of the hill many, many years ago. Uh, even yeah. though the math doesn't check out there, that's how I'm saying it worked. Uh, so this is uh, number one way to annoy your sibling is just be younger. Yeah, no wonder your parents don't want to live with you. There's no room on the wall for their artwork. There's no <laughs> knives to cut their food. There's no milk. God damn it. Why would they want to live there? All right. <laughs> All right. Um, wow. Nathan, I am going to give you two points for this round. I had a real good reason why, and it was that younger siblings suck. I have one, and they make your life miserable. So you can't get three points. You're only getting two. Brian, which brings us to a total. Yes, sir. What, what What's your most memorable uh, thing from childhood where Allison just got it all and you just had to sit there and watch her and you got nothing? So she is five years younger than me. What four a and a half. Technically, brat. Technically. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so that that sucks. But it got to a point like you could fight and wrestle to a certain point. But then it got to a point where I was much bigger than she was so yeah. that I couldn't really fight back. So it's like you just got to take the hits at a certain point. Yeah. But when she started getting to the point where she started gaining some mass, she would be able to get on my back and pin me down. And I'm like, I'm not going to fight. I can't like hit her. <laughs> I can't do anything. I got to sit there. But one day she took the back of my hair and she started slamming my head <laughs> in the floor. And I'm like, Mom, Dad, you're not going to stop this? Like, I can't do anything. I hit her. I'm in trouble. I can't fight the heck. Do something. Put her in a cage. Anything. <laughs> so <laughs> that's wow. the worst part is it gets to a point where you can't fight back because you got to be the be the bigger man, literally and metaphorically. My brother started early when I was a baby. My, I would be in the in like whatever in the crib or the you know carrier in the living room or something. And my mom would be making dinner and she'd hear a thump and she'd come out. My brother would have pulled me out of the crib or the carry and just like let my head hit the ground. He's like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Learn early, boy, and then like walk off to his play area, you know. So yeah, I remember we were still we were still living in an apartment after uh, she was born. We moved into the house when she was probably nine months old. So if she's still in the apartment, she is a baby baby. And you know the little rockers that are kind of like on the metal things. Just kind of put the baby in there, and they just kind of bounce a little bit. Yeah, I was on my parents' bed alone with her. I'm four or five. And I'm bouncing this thing so much that it does a full 360 on the bed. Like her face hits the comforter <laughs> and it rotates again. And she's giggling and laughing. But my mom comes around the corner and sees it. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, we're doing flips. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> and then you, and then you yeah. snuck the ether rag back in your pocket and you're like, next time. Yes. Next time. The, the final story I'll leave you with before the, uh, before the scores here 
is uh, my dad was in the kitchen once we were finally in the house and he hears like baby whines like and he's like all right no big deal and all of a sudden he just hears a loud wail he comes around the corner he's like what the hell's going on in here and i'm sitting there playing my video games i look up at my dad and said oh she wasn't being quiet so i cracked her one (laughs) 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 so kids are little puppets or uh so be very careful what you say around them they will mimic you all right uh you just you just put rick on blast buddy i like that Yeah, there we go. So I put the final (laughs) points out there. He's got to deal with that. Uh, Nathan, you're at 13, but Mitch, you are only at nine, and I did not keep track of bonus points, so no bonus points for anyone. (laughs) Nine to 13. Sorry, Mitch. Not good for you, but we can't go away without my fast five worst ways to waste a three-day weekend, and it is truly a fast five, boys. Number five, going into work. That sucks. Number four, Planning to use the Monday for chores. <laughs> what an idiot, you adult. Ugh. Number three, making any plans at all. Why would you do this? Don't make plans. <laughs> Number two, getting sick on a Friday night and not feeling better until Monday oh, night. Oh, no. Oh, does that suck? Oh. And number one, which happened to me, having your water heater break. Don't do it, folks. <laughs> and that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. From his mystical plot of land, where, based on his ginger hair, he must force slave labor out of leprechauns, has been... Mitch Brinkman. And the salty, (laughs) buttery colonel that grew up to be a 35-year-old, long-haired, some may say Christ-like basketball dunker, has been... Nathan Hennenfent. And I've been your big wet boy, Brian Ernst, and his biz bear always says, never plan to get gas in the morning on your way to work. It's a recipe for disaster. Avita Zane, and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.